Hi, and welcome to another Friday episode of New Old and Songs Untold. I'm your host, Nick, joined with my co-host, Anna. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I feel like I say the same thing every time I you know, ask. I know, we both do. Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> One day I'm just going to say bad. <laughs> <laughs> you could. That would throw it off, I think, I know. Bit. It'd be out of left field. <laughs> uh, so today we're doing a album battle on uh, Green Day's Dookie versus All American Rejects Move Along. Yes. So this is, a, I think, a very kind of interesting for me. Uh, I think we'll we'll just get into initial thoughts. Why just for you? I thought it was interesting. <laughs> well, maybe for both of us. So uh, I guess what were your initial thoughts going into this episode? Um, we basically, I made this episode because I really wanted to do <laughs> All American Rejects. Um, yes. Without doing a whole, eventually we'll do them. On yeah, the, eventually we'll just do a whole episode on them. We'll do a whole them. episode on them. Because we both really like them. Move Along is the first CD I ever owned. Um, and... It's that's partially why it's one of my favorite, just because I've listened to it thousands and thousands of times throughout my life. I love this album, so I was like, "Oh, let's let's what, what should we care, compare it to?" And you know, and we picked a kind of a trailblazer in. Yeah, it, it seemed like a good choice because they're kind of similar genres, but uh, Dookie was kind of seen more as like groundbreaking in that genre, and mm-hmm. then uh, American All American Rejects came a little bit after them. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be interesting to see how the genre developed and also just how they sound because uh, we obviously like one better yeah. <laughs> but yeah going into it though anyways back to the original question going into it i was super excited i was really excited to kind of look through both albums and listen through them both again i both albums are phenomenal i've listened to them both before we went into it so that's kind of what i thought what were your kind of thoughts going into it yeah, similar thoughts. I mean, obviously, I also really like the All American Rejects. I've listened to that album like a bajillion times. Yeah, and I I like Green Day. I'm not like the like the biggest biggest fan of them. I've never really like gotten into their music, but I feel like all of my favorite Green Day songs are on this album. So I was excited to fair. to see what else was on there and whatnot. So should we get to a little bit of the history of how the album was made? Oh, uh, we can do that. I can start off. Go for it. So. I did, or I researched the All American Rejects Move Along. They began to write it in 2003 with the song Dance Inside, and they performed it on the band's tour at the time. The band writers Tyson Ritter and Knock Wheeler spent the majority of 2004 writing more new material in their homes in Destin, Florida, and production started in December 2004 in Burbank, California, and finished up in March 2005, which the album was released July 12th, 2005. Yeah, I didn't. That's basically all I found on the album. Yeah, that's so. fair. I have a little bit more just because Green Days. Yeah, and it was pretty straightforward. This was their second album, second studio album. So gotcha. they were coming off a, a decent, uh, a decent popularity with their older album or their first album. I don't think I've ever album. heard of their first album. Yeah, uh, it it, it kind of built them into decent. They're kind of popular, and then this album kind of made them who they are, who the people who know them. I think everyone at least knows one song from All American Rejects, but yeah. this album kind of set them... Um, this and their next album both kind of set them off in that uh, genre up through the sky. So what's, uh, what was the history of Dookie? Yeah, so Dookie by Green Day. Uh, it was released on February 1st, 1994, and this is the third studio album from Green Day. And it was kind of following some underground success of the band's second album, Kerplunk, which came out in 1991, 
And a number of major record labels became kind of interested in Green Day after that album. And so after hearing uh, a variety of proposals from different labels, they decided to go with Reprise and the producer Rob Cavello. Cause, so, and they were kind of impressed with his work with uh, fellow California band uh, The Muffs and later remarked that Cavello was the only person we could really talk to and connect with. So eventually the band left their, independ- their independent record label, uh, Lookout Records, which they you know, did their first albums on. Uh, and it was on friendly terms, and they signed with Reprise. And the signing uh, to a major label kind of made the band's original fr- fans from like the independent music scene to regard them as sellouts, which, it, I mean, that happens, I think, yeah, a lot with like happens. smaller indie bands when they get big. But yeah. uh, they, they often frequented a club called 924 Gilman Street, and apparently after they signed, the, the club banned them from entering, which... <laughs> That's pretty, That's pretty hardcore. Yeah, there. they were very upset about it, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, so vocalist Billy Joe Armstrong uh, told a magazine in 1999 that he couldn't go back to the punk scene, whether they were the biggest success in the world or the biggest failure. And the only thing he could do was kind of like go forward mm. and try to make this album what he wanted it to be. So... Um, Cavello was chosen as the main producer of the album with Jerry Finn as the mixer and Green Day originally gave the first demo tape to Cavello and after listening it to it uh, during a car ride he sensed that he had stumbled on something big so like right from the get-go he kind of knew that this was going to be a big um, hit and the band's recording session lasted three weeks and the album was mixed twice the um, the main guy, Armstrong, claimed that the band wanted to create a dry sound uh, similar to the Sex Pistols album or the first Black Sabbath album, hmm. which we did. We just did we Black did. Sabbath, we so it's kind of funny. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah, and he later said of their studio experience that everything was kind of already written and all they had to do was basically play it, which was uh, was is a kind of an ideal situation for recording an album. It really is. So much of the album's content was written by Armstrong, except one song, Eminus Sleepus, was written by the bassist, uh, Mike Durnt. Uh, there's also a hidden track called All By Myself, which is written by the drummer, Trey Cool. And the album's kind of very well known and uh, was kind of groundbreaking, like we talked about, because it talked about like various experiences of the band members, include subjects like anxiety and panic attacks and sexual orientation, boredom, mass murder, divorce, and ex-girlfriend. So it was kind mm-hmm. of a, a revival of some of these punk influences, but with more of a, a pop focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that's what I got for the, the history. Right. Uh, yeah, these bands are not widely compared. No. No, I think we kind of wanted to pick kind of what the forefather father of our mind of the pop punk, kind of what the early 2000s yeah. pop punk genre turned out to be, to one of our favorites. Yeah, because basically, like, to us, one of the, you know, classic pop punk uh, albums is Move Along, but, in, you know, to the rest of the world, I think Dookie has more yeah. significance. Yep. So we wanted to kind of compare and see what we thought about both of those. All right. Um. Yeah. So, do you have any critical kind of stuff about I do. Move Along? I do actually have a decent amount with uh, Move Along. Uh, Move Along received positive reviews from music critics. Uh, Blender gave it a three out of five. Entertainment Weekly gave it a B plus. Absolute Punk gave it a seventy five percent or seventy one percent, saying nevertheless the band does sound very good. Singer Tyson Ritter 
sounds better than ever, both in terms of melody as well of clarity of delivery. 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 <laughs> That's so funny that I did not deliver delivery. <laughs> and, and the ridiculous production allows for each countless layer of guitar to shine through the extreme clear yet thick sounding drums. Uh, Anti-Music gave it a score of four and a half stars out of five and said these guys have got an art of the hook down so well that you have no choice but to submit to their wills, which I thought was <laughs> so true. Yeah, that is 100% true. Uh, IGN re- uh, reviewed it saying the album is made for the masses with each song as a setup for the for the radio as the next. Oh, I actually think the actual quote is, I read that wrong, with each song as sexed up for the radio as the next, <laughs> full of isolation breakups and other run-of-the-mill pop topics, move along, never really had questions straying from the path. Um, it ended up peaking at number six on the Billboard 200, actually. And it spent 84 weeks inside the top 100 and is certified double platinum. Yeah, I honestly, before this episode, didn't realize how popular it actually was. Mm. It, it was, I think, a combination of timing and Yeah, it was kind of the perfect, the perfect transition kind of spot where the music was kind of... The punkness of it was getting kind of dulled down a little bit, but then it was more like pop and rock oriented. Yeah, so, yeah I completely agree. And just to kind of... A review i think critically overall after reading kind of some of the quotes i think like critics kind of liked it is what i've kind of took out of that yeah where people say it's definitely catchy and better than their previous album in critics eyes and definitely it was made for like like the i think ign put it it was made for the masses which i definitely think is true yeah so what was some of the critical review of dookie yeah so it was pretty critically acclaimed uh mm-hmm. right from the get-go um so bill lamb at at uh, a website regards the album as as an album that only gets better with time calling it one of the landmark albums of the 1990s so again that's kind of why mm-hmm. we're looking at yep. it and all music described it as a stellar piece of modern punk that many tried to emulate but never uh nobody ever bettered so i think that's an interesting Mm. quote in the context of our uh, episode here and in 1994 time claimed dookie as the third best album of the year and the best rock album of 1994 and it has been credited with helping bring punk rock back into mainstream music culture Mm -hmm. which i think are all i mean it's just a testament like all these are just testaments to how important this album was at that time and mm-hmm. I mean, it is a, it is a great album. It yeah, is, for I mean, think about how many bands like wouldn't have been like huge hits like in the early two thousands, yeah. like uh, or My Chemical Romance, even like um, even um, Fall Out Boy that we did earlier. Oh, probably yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't be like Green Day definitely set the precedent for what became the pop punk era of the early two thousands. Yes, a hundred percent. It was it was a very very influential mm-hmm. album. So do you have uh, anything about the commercial success for the album? No, besides it uh besides it's just going double platinum as I said and okay, yeah. peaking at the peaking at number 6 on the Billboard 200 and spent 84 weeks inside the top 100. Yeah, I've got a few for Dookie. So the album its first week it only sold 9,000 copies. Um and then 
by 2013, it has sold over 20 million copies worldwide and That's remains crazy. the band's best-selling album. That's so crazy. it definitely uh, picked up speed eventually. That's crazy. And it, it charted in uh, several countries, peaking at number two on the Billboard 200 in the U.S. And later in 1995, the album received a Grammy f- Award for Best Alternative Music Album with Longview and Basket Case each being nominated for a Grammy. So it was yeah. pretty widely uh, commercially successful. That makes sense. All right, should we should we go over some of our uh, favorites from Let's each do, what album? What album do you want to start with? Let's start with Dookie. All right. Uh, so I feel like ours are going to be the same for this is, one. Mine is <laughs> um, uh, Longview, Welcome to Paradise, When I Come Around, She, and um, Basket Case. We have the exact same list. Nice. <laughs> I didn't think, well, really, she, I didn't actually know she that well. I didn't know she either, but that really was a good, good. one. Uh, <laughs> Some of the other stuff is a little weird. It's a little too. I liked too, it, though. It, it's good. It's definitely more out there than I thought it was going to be. I guess the ones I've heard, they're played on the radio so much that they're not, like, surprising to me, but the other ones were a little bit more surprising. I mean, like, the, the Basket Case, Longview, Welcome, Paradise, and When I Come Around are arguably, like, their top that's four yeah, those songs. are 100% like my so, favorite green day songs yeah. just overall there are some from like um american idiot that i do like also mm-hmm. but that's true uh all right so we had the same i yes. wonder i'm actually curious what your my you favorite go first i think for, we're gonna have different ones for uh, this. probably so my favorites for move along by all american rejects are change my mind mm-hmm. night drive dance inside i'm waiting and straight jacket feeling so you went with the obscured ones. Yes. <laughs> but those are legitimately my favorites. That's fair. So three of mine are going to be well-known. Or actually, only two. I forgot. There's So Move Along, obviously. I love that song, actually, even though it's over. It's played so many times. I love it still. Yeah. Um, it Ends Tonight is a I song. I do love that song. It's funny because why I started listening to All American... Why I bought this album was I was in middle school in seventh grade, I believe, and we had to do a project where we had to take a song and try to, uh, like, analyze it. Oh, I did that project, too. So I, for some reason, picked, I think I think this this album, like, just, when did it come out? When did I say 2005? Yeah, so this album would have just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, the, like, probably the summer before, so this was probably, like, the fall or something. And I've probably been listening to it. Didn't own it. So I think I had our mom go and buy go it. to Target or something <laughs> and buy the album. And then I picked this song. Don't know why. I've listened to this song probably like a thousand times. Yeah. Alone. Honestly, I'm glad you picked it because I would have never been exposed to this music otherwise. So, so It Ends Tonight, is a, it's a very like, it's actually probably their more darker toned songs out of at least the sound of it out of um uh, most of that album but it's a very interesting very good um so anyways my other ones are night drive which you had i believe too yes uh dirty little secret which um is a classic and i think the movie okay i was trying to remember this yeah is it on john tucker must die yeah yeah it it's is, it's right it's a cover though it's it, not the i, don't I know, know if it's but the original. i know but i think that's like yes, it's that, in there. that movie came out like around this time which is actually kind of crazy to think about that is uh, did it come out in like 2006 maybe yeah something like that yeah but. <laughs> what a great movie john Tucker was <laughs> what a pull from the back of my brain there it is on there 100 <laughs> percent. um and then my fifth uh my other my other one was stab my back that's a good one too i almost put that one on my list it's interesting because 
at this time, like when I was listening to this, I was probably like six or seven. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really listen to the radio. I didn't even know what like the popular yeah. songs were. So like these songs I remember loving. And uh -huh. it's actually kind of cool to see because they were obviously like genuinely my favorite songs. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, I heard this on the radio and I like this. Yeah. So yeah, they were definitely just like, I heard the song and I liked it. And I still love these songs. Yeah, I could put the whole album on here, so it was kind of hard for me to oh, do. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any, like, uh, comparisons that you got? I think I have, um, I think they sound, like, kind of what, they have a, both have a similar sound, but yet very different. Mm -hmm. I think Green Day has a more morbid tone to it, like a more just, you know, more, like, mono like eat one tone throughout the whole kind of album yeah to where the all American rejects has more of an upbeat rock tone and i think that's more of a product of when it came out uh the early 90s versus the early 2000s yeah i think that's just a product of that um i also thought it was crazy that dookie came out in 1994 and not in the early 2000s did you not know that i did not know oh, well, like okay. i didn't realize it i kind of forgot about it um but like we kind of said before, I think Dookie definitely led the way to albums like Move Along. Yep, I would, so, I would agree. What are some comparisons you 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 found more like actual comparisons when it was general? Yeah, like, just just some stuff. So like with Dookie, I feel like overall it was more like raw and like like self reflective. I think they're both very self reflective, but I think yeah. Dookie is more like just outright saying what they're feeling. Well, All American Rejects is a little bit more intertwined with um, kind of like other things going on. And the I think Dookie is a little bit more bass heavy, especially on songs like She and Longview. You can definitely hear like the, the bass is a very prominent mm -hmm. part in the in the songs. And All American Rejects, is it's not as uh, intense, I would say. Um, I felt like the the vocals and a little bit of the guitar on When I Come Around sounds a little bit similar to All American Rejects because it wasn't quite as yeah, like heavy. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I mean they're and they're they're very different but also very similar. I don't know. It's kind of. I a think weird... they both have very unique voices too. Oh, a hundred percent. Because like, like I think it's kind of hard to. I've said a hundred percent like nine times on this episode. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I oh, a hundred percent. I would say that. Uh, they both have very unique voices for them, like, in their genre. Yeah. That's yep. what kind of makes them stand out. Because I think All American Rejects, the vocals are a little more pop-influenced almost. Yeah. And um, Billy Joel Armstrong is a little... Joel. I meant Joe, not Joel. <laughs> Billy Joel. <laughs> uh, his are a little, like, more punk-influenced, I think. Yeah, I completely agree. And that's definitely a product of the time, like we said. Yeah. Um... So uh, another thing I saw was some of the guitar uh, on they kind of had like a Spanish influence almost. They had two there was two songs on each of the albums. So uh, all by myself and Dookie, and then uh, Top of the World on Move Along. They both have like this weird like Spanish acoustic guitar mm -hmm. going on. So that that kind of sounded similar, and you can kind of see similar influences like that on other songs, but they also sound completely different. Uh, you know, once you get into the vocals and yeah. stuff. And like I said, Move Along is much more guitar-driven, and it uses other instruments, like piano. It uses um, some strings on uh, I Can't Take It, I think. And so it's, it's that's why I feel like it doesn't sound as heavy as mm -hmm. Dookie might sound. 
And there's different effects on the guitars. Like Night Drive has a very like specific effect, where it sounds less garage rock, like raw kind of punk stuff. It sounds more uh, polished a little bit. And uh, I I also think some of the lyrics uh, are on like Move Along are a little more emotional and like heartfelt. Because, yeah. Because I, I feel like Dookie, they're they're emotional, but. Not in like a heartfelt way. They're just agree. like putting out all their emotions, and it's it's a lot more like intense, mm-hmm. rather than like um, you know talking about like yeah. Because I think like move along deals with like a suicide prevention prevent prevention. Yeah. Um, you know you that's a pretty obviously heavy heavy topic to uh, have a song about, and that's their most popular one, which is definitely interesting. Funny, I have a funny story about that song. Yeah. I, when I first heard it, there's people, or when the song was popular, people would change Move Along to Mow Your Lawn. Yes. <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I don't know why. It was such a dumb, like, middle schooler thing. Like, mow but, the lawn, yeah. mow the lawn. <laughs> that is, a, like, quintessential yeah. middle school yeah. joke right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for, for me, I think Dirty Little Secret sounds the most similar to like a green day style it's a little more like, like yeah i definitely outright rock that. kind mm-hmm. of stuff and it sounds a little bit kind of like welcome to paradise to me because mm-hmm. that one has a little more guitar going on yeah. um yeah so that's that's kind of the overall comparisons i came up with so which one's your favorite Drum roll for the favorite we finally picked the same one we have the same favorite yeah we kind of knew going into this episode i do have a take though oh you have a take what's yes. your take so I t- my take is I think wait we should we should say what it is just to clarify. All right, so <laughs> both our both our favorite is All American Rejects Move Along. Yes, but I think like as a, a musically, not speaking biasedly, I think Dookie's a better album. Really, I still think Move Along is better. So I th- I like Move Along better. I like the songs better, um, but I still think Dookie is still a better overall better i think it's more like solidified in a certain genre it is is. and And so in that genre it's amazing and i think i think that i would agree with that um with like a little bit of a caveat that within like the pop punk kind of genre and sound i think it definitely excels Mm -hmm. more than move Mm -hmm. along yeah yeah but uh for me i mean the all american rejects just carry a very important nostalgic kind of meaning for me and Honestly, their lyrics are more relatable yeah, to me, at least. I, would agree. I think I relate a lot more uh, to like the feelings in the lyrics than like the disgruntled teen boy that's you know yeah. kind of being I feel like evoked in Dookie. Plus, I've seen all American Rejects live, so yes, we saw them live. I know, finally, finally. <laughs> that was that was last year, two years. No, that was like three years ago. Uh, it was like two years ago. Two years ago at Summerfest, but yeah, they were good. They yeah. were very lively. I, still, I enjoyed their still, show. Still can play pretty well. Yeah, they, they sound exactly the they same. They haven't really. I think they actually released a new EP last year or this year. Nope, last year. Oh, they. Oh, they re-released. I was like looking like no, they had a greatest 2020. Hits come out. I saw that. Like <laughs> I was a, like, they had first... like a, a rejects yes. favorites or yes. something. Yes, just come out. Recently. Rejects faves came out in August. Yeah, but they had like a, a EP that came out. Yes, yeah, last year. which it was okay. It, it was like three songs. It wasn't an EP. They just released three songs. It wasn't. It was yeah, all right. Yeah. But yeah, they they still can 
play their old music pretty well but yeah that definitely was my favorite yeah i i just feel like they have a more like emotional punch rather than like the the angsty punch of green day which at at a certain age and time i feel like green day would have hit better for me but right now i feel like i like that better and all my rejects like this album when i was listening to it it completely shaped my music taste like from there on like it was very impactful for what music i ended up liking nowadays Mm -hmm. so in that regard i just i had to pick that all right well thank you guys for listening to another friday episode um we are we are recording this actually on wednesday which was uh inter or what is it uh international podcast yes podcasting day yeah international podcast day yes (laughs) which Um, is apparently a thing (laughs) apparently a thing i'll follow us on our twitter and instagram at songs untold also we'll we'll be putting both the albums on our uh playlist yep new old and songs untold podcast playlist on spotify still still a sentence i can never say i know i always just jump in and say it because i know you can't say (laughs) oh let's see what we got next week we got marvin gay marvin gay and then i believe friday we are gonna look over the uh rolling stones new uh 500 top 500 albums of all time yeah so basically we're gonna switch it up a little bit basically the um their 500 greatest albums of all time list was updated recently Mm -hmm. and so we're just going to kind of go through the list probably look at i don't know top 20 or 25 or something yeah we still got to figure it out a little bit but we're just going to see kind of what our thoughts are about that Mm -hmm. so uh you guys have a great weekend yes and thank you for listening Mm -hmm.